<laughs> I'm so glad I made this time the recording. Welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast. I'm Samuel Wanelli. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Um, I haven't probably done an intro, you know, and I think I should probably do that. I want an in like, I want an intro like Joe Rogan. You know, his intro to the podcast is like, "You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience." That's so cool. I need one like that. I mean, I need one like that. Let's get real. I'm going to work on that, you know? I'm going to work on that. And if I started with the next episode like that, just now. But anyways, um, let's dive into it. I asked a question recently and I got some answers from a couple of people and I just want to talk about it, you know? So the question was, would you say you know God or know of God? And like when I first heard this question, I didn't know, I didn't fully understand it because I believe I know God, but I definitely believe, I, I don't, oh, you know, let me, let me not even explain my part. Let's just dive into it and how I try to dissect it and try how I try to understand it. So I started by knowing what the word no means. And the meaning of no is a verb, and it's beware of through observation, be aware of through observation, inquiry, or information. And two is have developed a relationship with someone through meeting and spending time with them. That's from Oxford Languages. And then we've also got one from Cambridge Dictionary, which is have information in your mind. So that's the meaning of no, but my opinion, that doesn't help me a lot. Besides two, two kind of makes sense because I can roughly put that into the question and I'll be like, have you developed a relationship with God through meeting him, through meeting and spending time with him? Because we could put that into a question. The others is like more about information and I don't I don't really fully get it. So I dived into it a little deeper, obviously as Christian, as a Christian, I looked into Hebrew. So the Hebrew word of no is yada. Yada. Nice. And it stands for acquiring knowledge. Um, and the idea of knowing in ancient Hebrew is um, the understanding. Well, I messed up my words. So the idea of knowing in ancient Hebrew is similar to our English understanding, but it's more personal and intimate. And it's been said that know or knowing is of someone is physically and emotionally. So now you, you ask the question, physically, how does that make sense? Emotionally, I can kind of understand, but physically, I'm like, physically, really? But if we look into Genesis 4.1 in King James Version, it says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived, and bear Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Pretty good, you know? And then the same verse, Genesis 4.1 in New King James Version says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Genesis 4.1 in New International Version, listen to this though. It says, Adam made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. And she said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. And in New Living Translation, it says, Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve. 
she became pregnant. When she gave birth again, she said, with the Lord's help, I produced a man. You get the gist of it. But what's funny is the understanding from King James and New King James to New International Version and New Living Translation is going from Adam knew Eve to Adam made love to Eve and Adam had sexual relationships with her. So you kind of understand the physical of it. You're like, oh, okay, maybe the physical does make sense. Another, another one I found is Genesis 19, 5. Genesis 19, chapter 19, verse 5. In, this is basically speaking about um, Sodom and Gomorrah and the two angels. And when the two angels went to Lot's house, and then I'll read the verse now. <laughs> Genesis 19, verse 15 says in King James, And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. Okay. In Genesis 19.5, New International Version says, They shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. So obviously now you look at it, you're like, well, damn, the, 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 the physical aspect of no in Hebrew kind of makes sense now, no? Like, it's right there. It's Genesis and there's others that's there. But those two are the main ones I kind of focused on, which was Adam and Eve, but then also what the angels, what the people of Sodom and Gomorrah said to the angels. So no is now physically and emotionally. But where does the emotional part come in? Because... This is mainly speaking physically. I'll let you know. <laughs> in Hosea 6, um, in Hosea 6, 6, King James, it says, For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. And Hosea 6, 6 in New Living Translation says, I want to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. So then you think about, okay, so this is clearly not physical. <laughs> Let's not even get into it. Clearly this is not physical because, yeah. But it's more emotional. And how I'm understanding, I definitely think God is desiring us. I, I definitely think God is desiring intimacy with us more than anything else. You know, he, he wants that emotional connection, that emotional relationship with him more than he wants us more than he wants burnt offerings or to suffer, sacrifice certain things, you know? So then now, okay, no in Hebrew is physically and emotionally, right? So now if you look at the question is, do you know God? Do you know God or do you know of God? So do you know God emotionally? Or... Would you say you are emotionally connected with God? Are you? Do you have an emotional relationship with God? Or do you know someone that does and you're living by that? You know, I guess that's a question to ask because now it's no longer no in understanding, but more into that actual relationship and that emotional relationship, that intimacy. Which, if you look back at English, the definition in English, like I said earlier, it was like to have developed a relationship 
with someone through meeting and spending time with them? Have you developed a relationship with God through meeting him and spending time with him? Like obviously, going to meet God physically, but like, have you developed a relationship with him? Have you spent time with him? Have you sacrificed certain things to spend time with him? Right now, I'm staring right into my camera because it's going to die. So it's probably going to have, <laughs> this podcast episode is probably going to have the first half with a camera footage and the other half without. <clears throat> I guess it is what it is, you know, you work with what you have. So yeah, I guess that's a question you ask yourself. But then, so I asked this question, like I said, I did. And I got some responses and some people said they know God 100%. And they were certain about it. And they said, I know God, know him 100%. Um, and others said they're in the middle. And I didn't really get anyone that said they know of God. But in the middle was the closest I got. And, you know, for me, when thinking about it, if I would try to answer it, I'd probably say I'm in the middle myself. Because, like, I, I if I'm speaking in English terms... I, I know God, I understand God, but I don't understand him to like another level, you know? There's a lot that I know of God because I've heard a pastor preach about it, or I've heard it said, or I've heard it spoken about. And there's, there's a lot that I haven't fully experienced with God myself. That's why I say I know of God in certain aspects, but I also have my own relationship with him. Yeah? But the thing is with the question is like, I kind of knew what people were going to say, but my focus wasn't really onto this question specifically, but it's, it's more to building that relationship with God. It's more to us building that relationship with him. Even if we 100% know God and we can stand by it, even if you are in the middle and you know God, but then at the same time you don't fully, but if you... At the end, like not at the end, but if you just don't have a relationship with him at all, I definitely believe we should focus to build a relationship with him. You know, that's one thing we should all be doing, trying to build a relationship with him. And, um, yeah, don't, I think, honestly, when I say this, I, I definitely believe There'll be some people who don't believe they can, or some of us who may think we're, we're too late to, but you know, we're never too late. Like if we read in, actually I won't read, it's a long verse, but in Luke chapter 15, verse three to seven, this was Jesus telling the parable of the lost sheep. And basically Jesus was like, if you guys lost, if you guys had a hundred sheep and you lost one of them, would you not go and find that one lost sheep? And then when you came back, would you not rejoice with your friends because you found that one lost sheep, you know? And he basically said that, I'm telling you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So it's obviously God or Jesus saying to us that, you know, it's, if you're that lost sheep, he came for you. That's, that's why he died for our sins. He came on earth for you. His disciples were, most of them were mainly sinners. Like Matthew, tax collectors, or, 
or what's his name? I'm going to mention him really soon, but what's his name? Paul. <laughs> I'll read it right now, actually. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. Paul says, Christ came into the world to have to save sinners of who I am the worst. And Paul says in verse 13, before this, he says, I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. I was shown many, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. So Paul was a sinner himself too. But Jesus came for him. You know, Jesus came for us, for sinners, for the lost sheep. He didn't, he didn't come for the righteous. He says this in Matthew 9, um, verse 12 to 13. Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. You know, he said it himself. He, he didn't come for the righteous people, but he came for the sinners. He came for the lost sheep. He came for you who believe you have no hope or you can't or you can't follow him or you can't go in this direction and you feel lost and you don't know where to go. He came for you, you know. That's, he came for us. And the, and the thing is, I, like, I say sinners, but then I'm also speaking to the people who are righteous, you know. Just because you're righteous doesn't mean you're sinless. Does that make sense? Because just because you're righteous doesn't mean you're sinless. You will still get tempted. The devil will still come after you. You should also continue to seek God. In fact, you have a harder battle to stay on track with God than you do to surrender your life to Him. I definitely believe that. Some of you might not agree with that, but I definitely believe that. You know? And in Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Knock and the door will be open to you. If, you. if you feel lost, if you feel like you're a lost sheep, if you feel like you're a sinner, if you feel like you don't have a connection with God or you're losing your connection with God, knock. Knock on the door. Ask Him. Ask for Him. You know when you go to someone's apartment and you press on the buzzer and you you say their name or you press on their number and then they answer and they're like, who's this? Da, da, da. You're asking for God. Knock on the door and ask for him. Or go press that buzzer and ask for him. Out of all the selections you would click, where it's like 1, 2, room 98, room 74, click on room Jesus Christ. Click on room Jesus Christ. Knock and the door will be open to you. But it's you taking that step, you know. I encourage all of us to take that step. Jesus died and he has given us a second chance. He died for our sins and he has given us a second chance. He died for our sins, so not for us to continue sinning, but for us to seek him and go in the right direction. You know? Knock on the door and see what happens when he opens. Oh, the door. <laughs> 
<laughs> now I can see what happens when he opens it. But you know, the thing is, it's like, I'm saying this, but there's also things if you don't knock on the door, if you deny him, and if you, if you purposely sin before him, You know, because the Bible doesn't just tell us all about the good things and then that's it. There's a lot of things that happen to the people who really deny God. Let me... Actually, coming the top of my head, I have the flood. All the people who died through the flood. I mean, how Noah and his family only survived because everyone else was not following God. Yeah? And then we have people of Sodom and Sodom and Gomorrah, how I just mentioned before. Like they came to, to they came to Lot's house, knocking on the door, being like, "Hey, where are those two angels? We want to know them." <laughs> like, what? That's why they died in sulfur. That's why God burnt them in sulfur. That's why when Abraham looked over the hill and saw dark smoke. Because of their sins. Because of denying him and not following him. In Romans 2, Romans chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, it says, To those who my persistence in doing good seek glory, honor and in immortality he will give eternal life but for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil there will be wrath and anger and that's that period full stop you know that's the truth God tells us he tells us throughout the whole bible He wants us to seek him. He's given us so many opportunities to seek him. I don't know. I just, I just say take the second chance you've been given. God has clearly given us a second chance and take it. And like I said, if you're righteous, don't stop there. You, you, you're not just right with God by accepting him and then that's it going to church every Sunday and then that's it there's more to it seek him and he will let you know you know like we come to situations where we're like oh I don't know where to go I don't know what my plan in life is I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing or I don't understand this or I don't understand that have you asked him and if you say you have asked him then just wait because he will he will show you you know, it's funny because Jesus didn't start ministry until he was 30, right? And in that whole time, he was preparing himself. So you, like, just because God, you ask God now and he hasn't told you right now, you still got life to go. You still got plans. God will tell you when it's time for him to tell you. You know, as much as you would want it now, as much as you want to understand that he will let you know when the time will come. You will know when it is, you know. 
A lot of us want God now and we're like, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for the change. I'm ready. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want that. But then when it comes, we're like, no, God, sorry, please. <laughs> I didn't mean now. I didn't mean now. I'm scared, you know, but you ask for it. So be careful when, when you ask for so much and be like, I'm ready and I want this and I'm, I'm ready to do this and I'm ready to do that. Just wait. <clears throat> Don't open a door God hasn't opened for you. Right? Don't open a door God hasn't opened for you. Wait for him to open the door. Because like when you knock on that door and God doesn't open right away, doesn't mean you walk away. Doesn't mean you give up. Just wait for him. Because he has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a place he wants you to go. Know that. Know that. No. This, this, this episode kind of went off track from the question. But I just felt the need to say it, you know, because... A lot, of, a lot of us know when we hear, but we just deny and deny and deny. Are you Peter? <laughs> Are you Peter? You're going to deny him three times? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, I guess I'm going to wrap it up real quick. I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys for tuning into the episode. I hope this helped someone or this was meant for someone I don't know what God is trying to do but hopefully this was meant for someone and encourage you people and encourage some of us to actually move forward and look forward and continue to pursue him and continue going his direction just we've all been given a second chance you know what we need to do just knock on the door yeah see you guys